I am inserting this in the beginning of this episode just to let you guys know that the last 15 minutes of my video recorded with no sound um, with my guests. I'm very sad about that. Actually, y'all, I low-key wanted to be like, I'm not uploading this episode at all because it's just a really good conversation. But I was like, no, let me not be a Debbie Downer. Um, I still got a good bulk of the conversation. So I hope you guys enjoy. It's recording? Yes. We live? <laughs> we live, baby. <laughs> Hey y'all, my name is Brandy. Welcome to the Growing and Flowing Podcast. If you're new here, feel free to call me Brand. I love when people call me Brand. So today I'm super, 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 super excited because I have a guest today and it's been a while since I've had a guest. Today I have Drew. So Drew, go ahead and tell you your, yourself. I mean, <laughs> tell the world about you. For sure, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. I am Drew. Drew it's is Drew. not short for nothing at all. <laughs> I will say that every single time. Oh my goodness, I know exactly what I want to say. My name is Drew. I am a believer that pineapples are the best topping on pizza. I need to throw that out there every time I get a platform. Uh, I need to say that pineapples. I really disagree with that. But pine- that's crazy. That's crazy to me. <laughs> the disgust that's in your crazy. voice that's crazy <laughs> every time i'm gonna get pineapples on that pizza every time that's what i want people to know about me okay that i eat pineapples mm-hmm. on pizza mm-hmm. um, i love that for you yeah just for, sure, for you for sure for sure mm-hmm. what else what else i believe that children are the best thing in this entire whole wide mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. um i like to dance um, professionally, I am because <laughs> that part matters, I guess. But professionally, if we have to add some titles, mm-hmm. um, I am a crisis counselor. I am an advocate. I'm a mental health advocate. I am is a lot of things. Okay. But more than anything, I just like to have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for mm-hmm. sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm so mad we don't got some of this. Which is just crazy. It's okay. It's okay. So initially, I'll tell you a little bit about how, you know, me and Drew partnered here. So initially on my podcast page, you know, I asked about who would want to be a guest on my platform because I think I was just at a standstill for a little bit. Um, And I don't like to be overly picky. Like Mm -hmm. if somebody wants to be a guest, reach out, let's talk. Let me see if, if I feel like you're a good fit. And when you reached out to me, I was just like, oh my gosh, why didn't I, you know, think of that? And then that'll take me into me asking about Enjoy. But I thought immediately, like, when you reached out, that it would be a good fit um, because of the, the Sierra Project and Enjoy. And I'm just like, you know, on my platform, I like to revert back to childhood and really, like, how that makes us who we are today. And I was just, I had liked what, what I saw that you were doing in, you know, the mental health field. I thought it was super dope. Um, and the event that you put on, um, here in good old Norfolk, Virginia. Norfolk. So Norfolk. tell us, <laughs> tell us a little bit about Enjoy and where the idea came from and all that yeah. great stuff. Well, let me tell you about me hitting you up. So that was way out of my comfort zone too. Okay. When I saw it, I was just like, I need to start putting myself out there. I am somebody who, um, how can I put this? Like, I just was scared. I've been living in fear for a really long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I was just like, Drew, just do it. You just got to get out there. Like, you just need to get out there. And so it was uncomfortable for me, to be mm-hmm. honest, hitting you up. Because it's just like, dang, I really got to say something. <laughs> but I really do have a lot to say. So yeah, yeah. it was cool. So I'm thankful for the opportunity. Because I don't take those opportunities that often. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, something has told me go for it. And so 
I'm glad to be here. And I was listening to your podcast. The first episode I listened to was the one Lanique was on. Mm-hmm. And I listened to that. When I just started listening to it, podcasts are like one of my favorite things to do in the morning. Like, same, I have like same. a 45 minute drive to work. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, sometimes I don't want to listen to music. Yeah. I need something to fill me up. And um, I like your podcast. Let me just toot your horn real quick. Okay. Let me hype you up, sis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so podcasts are hit or miss and a lot of times they be a miss to be able to listen to somebody talk and ramble because that's what I be doing yeah and everybody (laughs) isn't fun to listen to like some people I'd be like shut the (laughs) cut this right off it'll be like 57 minutes left and (laughs) like you did you have all these unfinished because people be people don't be talking about nothing Mm -hmm. and so I have my select few podcasts I listen to and I do enjoy yours the topics that you talk about are really well yeah I believe in hyping people up so I do want to let you know it really is an honor like to be up here because I think you have a good platform and you have a good podcast so you go girl Thank you. Thank you. Because I'll just be out here figuring it out. But it's crazy because people tell me that they, that, you know, the people that like really look forward to listening to me, because, um, you know, I'm, just, I'm growing my audience. But Period. I have the people that have been listening to me since day one, like that, you know, follow me in different avenues and that they are really appreciate my podcast. And that really feels good because. When I started my podcast, I just started. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew that I wanted to do it. I didn't know how or whatever. And just one day, I was just in, like, a real vulnerable place. And I was like, you know, I'm just talking about this shit right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just do it, and I'm going to record it. And I did, and I released it. And what I like about my podcast is, like, it's me. Mm-hmm. Like, I can decide what I'm putting out into the world, what topic I'm talking about. So it feels really good when people say that they genuinely enjoy just listening to me because... Mm-hmm. Even it's so cringe to me when I listen when I play myself back. But like when I listen to my voice, I'm like, nah, I got a voice for something. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, voice. I, yes, I was like, I got a voice for something, and yeah. like I was like, wow, I see that for me. Like if I ever did radio or anything like that, which people don't listen to the radio like that. I'm like, podcast is the next but next best thing I feel like and I, I genuinely do it because I like doing it and that feels good yeah. yeah and it's dope though because I feel like when anything becomes popular that can make you not want to do it too because you'll have the fear of everybody There's doing so this so many people yeah but yeah. it's just like fuck them excuse my language I really didn't want to get up here and curse but that's how I feel about that like mm-hmm. it can be 31 million people doing talking. it yeah, oh, it can damn. be like 31 million people, 31 million people doing the same thing mm-hmm. and it won't matter because you just got a different flavor. And yeah. so you have to be aware of that. You yeah. bring a different flavor and that's cool. So I'm happy that you are on this platform. It's hard to birth something and bring it to life and then stay and consistent. Doing it yes, because Lord. you don't get the instant payoff. And I've been trying to teach myself to stop doing that. Like, it's OK. Like, that doesn't mean just because you put something out doesn't mean it's supposed to just skyrocket like that's not that's not how it works that's not how you build things mm-hmm. um so that's what i've been trying to do myself. nah for mm-hmm. real me too when i first dropped in joy i found myself like on my phone looking at who liked it how many yeah. shares and it's just like no 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 yeah. no 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 no. i yeah. had to cut my notifications off i had to die it was mm-hmm. just like no like this is going to be like organic whoever wants to follow it won't be I mean, I don't think there's nothing wrong with promoting yourself. I just want right. everything to be, like, organic. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, if you want to follow and see what's going on over here, if that's you, cool. Yes, if you yeah. fucking with the vibes. Yeah, come on over. <laughs> like, we're having fun. So, speaking of enjoy. Enjoy. Tell us a little bit about enjoy. enjoy. How you birthed it, all that great stuff. Enjoy. So, 
I, it was the end of the semester. <laughs> Story time. <laughs> it was the end of the semester, and um, my teacher was giving out extra credit. Lord knows I needed the extra credit. And it was like a letter to Santa for some children, and like that were, it was some children somewhere. And so you could write a letter to them mm-hmm. and make their Christmas. And at the end of it, she had put, Have a great winter break enjoy and I was like like that little light bulb that go off in your hair I was like ah. enjoy and I would just added the I to enjoy I feel like um a characteristic that I have about myself is that I just radiate joy I'm just genuinely just like a happy person yeah. so I wanted something that represented who I was but also represented what I wanted to give to the world mm-hmm. oh that was deep mm. oh yeah mm. we didn't get yes. that yes good I want people to enjoy life and I want people to be in joy and so I actually also as I got deeper into figuring out enjoy um, I got it from a bible scripture and it's James 3 1 that says consider it nothing consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of many kinds that it is a testing of your faith and so that was just like an affirmation to let us know that Everybody is going to experience trials. Everybody is going to experience hardship. But you know that with every trial and every hardship, there is something being tested. And it's most likely our perseverance or our yeah. faith. And to still have joy. Yeah. And so to look at these situations and to still be in joy. So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to spread joy. That's super dope. Yeah. That's super dope. And you had your festival during yes, 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 <laughs> during yes. Mental Health Awareness Month, yes. which I know that was, um, I know you did that on purpose so what what gave you that final push because I know you said that is what it's been an idea for maybe about close to two years yeah Yeah. so I came up with the idea for enjoy November because it was in the semester it was about November 2020 Mm -hmm. and then um I just sat on it. I just wanted to nurture it. That's what I was doing. I was nur- I was procrastinating. I was <laughs> I was being scared too, but I was nurturing mm-hmm. it. It was literally like a use. baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. was trying to figure out like what is what are you? Like it was I literally felt like it was like I was birthing something. And so I wanted to be intentional about the name. I didn't tell many people the name. I probably told three people mm-hmm. after 2020 was over, probably about four people knew about enjoy in 2021, maybe like six people knew about mm-hmm. enjoy. And then in 2022 is when I came out and told, and I knew people would try to steal it too. So I was just like, okay. it's kind of a catchy name. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I yeah. was just, I kind of wanted to keep it under wraps, but I just wanted to create a platform that would allow me a space to just be and allow me a space to do what I love which which if it just just ooh why was I stuttering like that mm, I don't know sis it's okay get it out get it out <laughs> my god snatch my tongue out um I wanted a space where I could be myself and where I could serve I am all about service I mm-hmm. believe that mm-hmm. um Serving just does something different to your heart. Just doing things for other people just does something very different to your heart. And so I wanted to create a platform where I could serve others, where I could spread joy, mm-hmm. create a platform where people can come and do what they love as well. And so that's what I want Enjoy to be about. Um, and I'm still figuring out what Enjoy actually is, honestly. Like, okay. people ask me, and I'd be having to pull out my phone, like, hold on, let me read my mission statement. I'm trying to still figure out what that yeah, is and yeah. my values and stuff. But... 
it has I released it in March and I will definitely say it has changed like the mission of it I'm mm-hmm. still really figuring it out exactly yeah. what you want it to be and, and all being that. okay with that because people want you to have all the answers and I don't I'm mm-hmm. still figuring it out and I'm okay with still figuring it out it's still a baby yeah. and so babies grow and so as the needs of the organization grows and joy is going to grow too and so um, but right now I know that it um, right now I know that we stand for mental health and we stand for people and we stand for service. Nice, That's what I know nice, right now. Nice. The next time we talk, who knows what it will be doing by then, mm-hmm. but I believe that it will be doing great things and I believe that it will spread a lot of joy yeah. and bring a lot of hope to people. Yeah. So. And you know, like I was telling you earlier, like I love when, you know, people from the city, like in Norfolk, cause we be doing it, like mm-hmm. we be doing it. And it's so great that you had an idea, you had a vision, and you didn't know, maybe not even exactly knowing what that vision was, but you executed it. Um, I think a lot of times we just get in our heads about things, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and when I was talking to my therapist about, you know, perception, the illusions, the things we plant in our minds about our ideas that we know are great, but we question every single little thing. Mm. So I'm glad you were able to go that extra mile and make it happen. You know what? I'm glad. I'm glad that I didn't try to run. So I started off school at a community college. I went to TCC. The immunity. Shout out to the immunity because everybody shout TCC <laughs> out. Shout out to the immunity. <laughs> and then after TCC, my plan was to go to Howard. I really, really wanted uh, to go to Howard. I love DC a lot, but that didn't work out. So I went to ODU, which was cool. I got a great experience there, but. I was just trying to run. Like, I don't know what exactly I was running from. I just didn't want to be in Virginia anymore. I didn't want to be in the 7-5. I wanted to make a name for myself somewhere else and just be away. And then I started working in the 7-5. And so when I did work as a crisis counselor and I was a behavioral coach and I was a mentor and I did group counseling at the detention center, like the list goes on of the different stuff I did. But I was serving and I was serving people in the 757 and it made me really passionate about the 757 and I was just like I can't leave like I want I feel like people leave the 75 all the time looking for new opportunities Mm -hmm. which is cool you know I'm all about traveling and getting new experience I tell my mentees all the time go somewhere else travel but I knew for me I needed to stay here Mm -hmm. I wanted to plant something here Mm -hmm. I wanted to give something to Virginia to the 75 and give people hope and give people resources that's really what I wanted to give people was resources and so I'm glad that I stuck it out here people be like you gonna live in the 75 I was like I am gonna die in the 75 I'll travel and do Mm -hmm. other things but it is something very special about the 75 we have some dope people here Um, Mm -hmm. and so yeah Seventy-five yeah. for life, and yeah, and I and I think that we do. Although I'm a part of the many that's leaving, but um, <laughs> do what you gotta do. But we definitely do. Even a, even here where we're recording, like I just never thought to to seek something like this in the seven by seven. Like mm-hmm. I, I guess I automatically wrote it off. Like mm-hmm. we don't have things like that, mm-hmm. but we do. We have the resources and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, even with your event, like you made that happen. That's something that happened in the seven five seven. Wow. And yeah, you know, like, and I think, wow. yeah, I think people fail to realize that we have the resources. Like, it's just all about just finding the resources, yeah. like, because it's just like, we're not in New York or California or anything like that. But we were still born here. We still have things that, you know, makes life enjoyable here. And I think 
often sometimes I don't even see that. Just mm. sometimes just being that I've been here all my life. Like and I that used to be such a thing that I used to dread a lot like that, especially before I had moved for a little bit last year when I went to Atlanta. Um which I wouldn't say it made me appreciate the seven five seven but I understand why people love mm-hmm. like where they're from the seven five seven wanting to make a difference. Yeah, um, I think that's really important, especially with your event. I think uh, we were talking about earlier, like your turnout and all of that of your yeah. event, and you yeah. didn't think why well, yeah. were you unsure? But yeah. it was your first time doing an event, so yeah, my mm-hmm. first time, and it was just absolute fun. It didn't feel like I was working. It didn't feel like. I was, I mean, it was kind of busy, but it was just fun. Like I was having fun the entire time and seeing people having fun. And I was telling you that when I was looking at like the next day, when I was looking back at what people were saying and posting, everybody was like, the energy was great. The vibe was good. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I wanted. I wanted people people to feel good. Like Mm -hmm. I wanted people to leave with resources. I wanted people to leave with connections. I wanted people to leave with hope. I just wanted people to leave better than better than they were when they came in. Mm-hmm. I wanted people to leave and know that every month of May we're going up. I'm pretty sure that people didn't even know the month of May was Mental Health Awareness Month. I did. I'm not gonna hold you. I did not. <laughs> I didn't. I'm sure you'll never forget mm-hmm. now. Like every everybody mm-hmm. is gonna know that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah. And that it isn't just about celebrating Mental Health Awareness Month in May, but we just gonna turn up a little harder every May. Mm-hmm. But just to know that mental health is something that's not just trendy. And what was the coolest about it was so many people came out to celebrate a cause. We didn't come out to go to a funeral or candle lighting. Mm-hmm. Like we came to have fun in the name of mental health. Okay. Yeah, and that was dope. <laughs> I think that's what the yeah. dopest thing that people um somebody DM me and was like, I've never been to an event for mental health before. I was like, Me either. That's mm-hmm. why I wanted to create yeah. one. I wanted to see what could that look like. Like mm-hmm. what does an event for mental health look like? And so I just started going crazy in my head like I want therapists there. I want brands there that promote self-help. I want brands there that promote healing. Like, man, people don't even know. The only thing that didn't fall through that I wanted at the festival was therapy dogs. The therapy dogs would have took it over the top. Okay. Yeah, but none of the dogs had graduated yet, so I couldn't get those. But yeah, the massage therapist. The massage therapist was crazy. That was super dope. Um, I don't even know if you know. So I had a bartender there. You did? Yes. And so I told him, I was like, I need you there. And I want you. (laughs) I need you there. (laughs) Yeah, I need you there. And I want to create a specialty drink for mental health. I was like, just make it green. I'll come up with the name. And so he made a green drink. And it was called Protect Your Peace Punch. Period. The drink was crazy. I couldn't (laughs) drink it like I wanted to Uh because I was hosting. Yeah. But everybody had protect your peace punch. I was telling people they was like, you know what, I do need to protect my peace. Let me go get me a drink. And it was cool. I it was love just that. such a Yeah, I that was fun. That, that was that. super, super, super fun seeing people go back there and get yeah. a protect your peace punch. So that was cool. What else? Um there was a life there were three life no, there were two life coaches there and I wanted life coaches to be there because life coaching is a different form of therapy. Mm-hmm. And so everybody doesn't want the traditional forms of therapy and so there were life coaches there. People could sign up for life coaching. There were three therapists there. Um 
there were three therapists. People signed up for therapy. That was super, super, super dope. Um, it was musicians there. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah, I that did was sexy. That was sexy. That was sexy. <laughs> there were two people live painting there. One of them drew something um, in regards to mental health. The other one surprised me and drew a picture of me and Sierra. That was super mm. cool. So everything about it just felt really good. And it was yeah. just really, really fun. And I'm just glad that I could create a safe space, a space where people didn't feel judged, where people could go up and talk to a therapist and not try to, try hide. to hide. Yeah, yeah. but like, you know what? I don't care. Y'all can see me talking to this therapist. I wanted to make therapy accessible to people. It's not often that you're able to be in a room with a therapist and people put therapists on these pedestals, but just like, no, they're just like me and you with a couple of degrees and some other stuff behind their mm-hmm. name, but they want to talk to you. They, right. want, they want to answer your questions. Therapists genuinely want to answer whatever questions you do have, and so that was dope that people were able to do that. Yes, and I'm glad you were able, you you had the intention. I was telling you earlier, like, you you are super intentional about what you want it to be or whatever that looks like to you, even though, you know, you said you're still figuring out the mission statement and all that, but that general consensus of what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like you knew what you wanted to execute. And yeah. I love that. And it was kind of hard. So mm-hmm. this whole, like... Uh, CEO founder thing yeah it's kind of hard because it's also forcing me to set boundaries and Mm. so when the vendor application went out there were a lot of vendors that reached out that I had to say no to and you know still working on the saying no thing but it didn't if your business I didn't just want any regular t-shirt brand like Black Business Matter for sure, but this was intentional. Everything about this was intentional. Every vendor that I asked to be there was intentional. And so having to turn down vendors was really hard because I didn't want to seem judgmental or like I wasn't supporting because I, I support everybody. But it's just like, but for this event, I need it to be intentional mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. was really hard setting that boundary of no no like, yeah so sorry. sorry yeah yeah but no no I really do I love that and and I you wanted people to feel good and I can tell that that's what people felt like I saw so many people reposting it just everything you reposted off of your page based off of the tags it just really genuinely looked like a great time and if yeah. you thought that was crazy we going even crazier next that's year that's what you said that's what yes, you said yes we going up we're going super 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 up I'm already looking at the venue that it's going to be at next year and cool. it's going to be a day party one day so it's going to be a three day weekend event my back going to be hurting for the whole month of June <laughs> oh my god I was so Okay, and it's going to be worth it? Yeah, forget it. I could wear a back brace. (laughs) Whatever I need, a wheelchair, whatever. We can just make it work. But um, the month of May has just always been super special, and I've never done anything. So I was like, I'm doing something this year. I don't know what it was going to be, but I knew I wanted to do something for the month of May because mental health means so much to me. Mm -hmm. And so it meant so much to me also that people came out to celebrate mental health. (sighs) I just love it. That's what's up. So since we're on the topic of mental health, so what would you say, if you can remember it, what was your first mental health struggle like, or what do you think it was? It all started. (laughs) (laughs) 
started with an orange basketball, y'all. Right. It all started. <laughs> no, seriously. When I was in middle school, um, my grandma went to a parent-teacher conference, and she was she came back mad. And I was like, "What are you mad about?" She was like, "Your teacher kept saying you were a social butterfly." I'm like, "I love people." Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. but I knew. Like, I had a hard time sitting down in class, and I was I wasn't a bad child, but you know, I was teed up in class. Okay, you can't be teed up in class though, so you have to yeah, pay attention and stuff like that. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> I knew that just something was off. I knew I had like a focusing problem, and so I told my grandma I told her in the seventh grade, I think something's wrong. I want to go to therapy. And I thought I had ADHD, which I didn't actually get diagnosed with until I was like 21. Mm-hmm. And so that was my first time going to therapy when okay. I was in the seventh grade. Something was off. Mm-hmm. And I had knew that, um, so I'm a grandma's girl. I grew up with my grandma and I had knew that there was a part of me deep down inside that was hurting from not being with my parents or not living with my parents, but I was in and seventh you knew grade. That very young. Yeah, I That's, was in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I just knew something was hurting. Mm-hmm. But it's easy. Everybody suppresses stuff when you're younger because you're just trying to have fun. I didn't yeah. really want to think about that, and so um, I wanted. I, I knew that I, I knew I had ADHD. I knew that I had it, and so I asked my grandma to take me so I can get diagnosed. And we didn't do that there. Um, she was asking me other questions that brought a lot of other things to the surface, which is what made me realize that I kind of felt alone and that I wouldn't say I experienced depression in seventh grade, but I definitely experienced feelings of abandonment or feelings of feeling unloved, mm-hmm. and so um, which created you know, other issues, which yeah. would create a, you know, my people pleasing. I didn't mm-hmm. feel loved. And so I just wanted people to like me. And so I started doing things that would make people like me. Um, what else? Yeah. I would say that was my first experience in the seventh grade. That was my first therapist I ever went to. And then I went to therapy again in college when I declared a major in human services. She told me that every therapist, my professor said, every counselor needs a counselor. So I was like, well, let me get me a counselor. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to a Christian counselor because I was just starting to grow my relationship with God. And so I was like, okay, like, let me see what this is about. And she was ratchet. She was not good. Um, I do want to be calling the lady ratchet. I want to be honest that, you know, therapy is a good resource, but every therapist isn't a good therapist. So Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. you got to run, you have to run through a few. You got to run through Mm -hmm. a few and that's okay. I would definitely tell people don't get too far. Um, Within the third or fourth session, you'll know whether that person is for you. And I say that because after the third or fourth session is when things we really start to open up. And yeah. so those first couple of sessions are just really an intake and getting to know each other. But I say that because it's already hard opening up. And so after you've opened up to one therapist and then you're like, I don't really like them. They have to open up to somebody all yeah. over again. And that can be discouraging. And so I tell people that within the first you're interviewing a therapist too. So within like the first three or four sessions, if you're not feeling it, don't get too much further because you're just going to having to keep open up a wound. And, yeah, and, over yeah. and over and yeah. over again. So I tell people that. But yes, yeah, so I didn't like the second therapist. And so I, it was about the fourth session that I got rid of her. And so the therapist I've been going to now, I've been going to her since 2017. And she is the most amazing um, therapist in the world. She tells me about myself a lot. Um, I really appreciate that. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. she tells me about myself. She's real. She's a great listener. Um, she lets me figure out my own things. Most of the time, like, 
I'll just be rambling. A block, 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 And then I'll be like, oh, that's what... Uh. And then she'll be like, see? And mm-hmm. so that's a misconception that a lot of people have about therapists, that they're good at giving advice. Therapists are good at listening. Once you talk about your problems enough, like, you... You be knowing. You hear it. You, you just be know. needing to say it you know. out loud to somebody People else. Know. You yeah. know. I be like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> you know your man is raggedy. Yeah. You know that you're trifling. You know, we know. Like, we genuinely know. Sometimes we just need other people to tell us. Yeah. But most of the times, we know. And so, she makes sure that I know. Mm-hmm. Like, she definitely is my reminder. And so, yeah. Okay. And then to bring it back to the question I asked um, so I can give my response. Um... I think for me, you know, a lot of it just came from, a lot of it, I have to say what it is, Um, my lack of love in the household, I feel like, really just had an effect on me throughout childhood and honestly probably up until about two years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't realize how much of an effect it had on me really until I got into therapy Mm -hmm. um, last year. And just generally my mom growing up, just growing up, very tough love I was always given. You gotta, basically, you gotta figure it out. Like, or when we did maybe have moments here and there, it was very touch, it was very short, or she couldn't give me enough attention for, for it. She didn't give me that space for it because either she was always trying to make sure I was good, but it, it low-key used to make me feel gu- guilty about it. Cause I mean, I didn't ask to be here. Exactly. (laughs) And in general, yeah, of course, you're my mother. I would like for you to take care of me and all that other stuff. But I mean, you know, that's the basis of what you're supposed to do for me. Mm -hmm. And it was just, and I don't think, even when I bring up stuff now, I don't think she understands like how much different scenarios have affected me. Like it's just caused me to be super closed off with some of my emotions. And similar to you were saying people pleasing I've done that in the past, just set my feelings aside for some shit that I was going through because somebody else is going through something. So let me hear you out and not deal with my emotions, which ultimately in different scenarios have led to coming up in the most negative ways. And even at school, like in the past, I used to I used to feel weird about not knowing where I fit in at. And like I was telling you earlier with like cheerleading, I did that shit just to do it. I thought mm-hmm. I loved it, used to feel some type of way about certain stuff, but ultimately it won't even, it won't even the aspect of like actually cheering. It was always the, damn, I'm not good enough for X, Y, and Z. Like, so why can't I do that? Well, why don't they see that in me when granted some of that shit just won't for me, mm-hmm. but because I was seeking that validation and that love in different aspects of my life, it just took a toll on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was... As a kid, it was just very hard for me to do it because I didn't know what it was. I wasn't introduced to therapy. My mom, mm-hmm. I tell my mom about therapy now. She's like, my mom's older. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, you know, I don't need therapy. I talk to God. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. Like, talk mm-hmm. to God, girl. I understand, but I need therapy. Yeah. And and even with certain stuff now, I still don't even feel comfortable enough to open up with, to her mm-hmm. about certain stuff. Yeah. Because I feel like she just still doesn't give me that space to do it sometimes yeah and when people used to ask me like what do I want to do in mental health or what is your goal in mental health at first it would be I will always tell them and sometimes I still say it now to 
destigmatize mental health. And older people love to call people crazy. Oh my and gosh, I'm just like, I that, hate that terminology. Yeah, it's not. That's not cool. And so I think in the work I've done in mental health over the years, I'm past destigmatizing it. We we know. I mean, Instagram every day is something. You see a post about mental health or something. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a trend. Unfortunately, yeah. it can be very trendy sometimes, which I don't like. But something that I appreciate about this generation is that we genuinely want to be better. Like yeah. we want to be better. I feel like our parents and our older generation, it was no therapy. It was what the what stays and what happens in this house stays in this yeah, house. Like the like, tough love. Yeah. Like weren't really affectionate. Like we genuinely want to do better and it is the coolest thing in the world. When I see people like trying to practice like gentle parenting or just trying to do something different than what our parents did mm-hmm. or just trying to take better care of ourselves or really just trying to heal we're just out here trying to heal girl okay <laughs> i am not trying to be 35 still no. dealing with some shit that happened 20 years ago Period. that i decided not to talk about or mm-hmm. even bring to the forefront of my mind because one thing about me one thing about you one thing about me i love the very stuff in my subconscious and i used to do that a lot and that's how i used to come out in the worst way like it used to be one thing after another thing after one thing and then whatever the last thing would be it would just offset all that other shit I just buried in the back of my mind. And it would just come out in a very negative way. But you know what we're doing now? You know what we're doing as like a generation? What are we doing? We're growing and mm-hmm. flowing ah! up. Yes! 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 Growing and flowing. <laughs> okay. Growing and flowing. Okay, bringing the title back. Full growing cycle. and flowing. <laughs> no, we really are. We're trying to. We're mm-hmm. trying to be intentional. We are trying to be we are trying i would definitely say that we don't always and nobody always hits the mark but i can just tell by i'm i look at things differently everybody posts about oh this is my soft girl era i just want to oh be oh my gosh everybody's sick of the soft girl <laughs> era okay i did repost something one time but i agree with, i agree with the one post but i swear i've never just said it <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool, cool, cool. Embrace your soft girl. We don't want to be hard girls no more. We don't want to be city girls no more. We want to be soft. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, Lord, where did that get me? But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but no, I can just tell by the things that people post and people say that we just want to do better. Yeah. People genuinely want to do better, but they don't have the tools. Yeah. They don't have the skill set. They don't have the support mm-hmm. to do better. And so... I won't always say when you know better, you do better. You have to be intentional about doing better. We know a lot of things, but we don't always do those things. But I will definitely say that this generation is trying. Mm -hmm. Like, we are trying our best to do better, and I think that's cool. Yeah, because that's all you really can do, especially when I think about those days that... Because typically, I like to be hard on myself Mm -hmm. and trying to be better about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, when I have those days where I'm just like talking down on myself and mm-hmm. I try to check myself because I used to honestly I used to call myself dumb a lot mm. I'm like girl what is you doing mm-hmm. like that doesn't help anything like I try to acknowledge like how far I've come because sometimes you don't really see that especially when you're going through something else and especially when you have that familiar feeling like I was mm-hmm. telling you earlier with like I was getting more aware of when I was, you know, maybe having a depressive episode. Like, Mm -hmm. I knew exactly all the things that were happening. I'm very aware of it. But it's like, okay, so how do I navigate this different than what I did last time? Mm -hmm. And I'm very proud of myself of how I've navigated it different compared to last time. As you should be. I'm proud of you, too, girl. (laughs) (laughs) That acknowledgement, though, goes such a long way for your mental. And how you were talking about, 
you know, the other things, the other aspects that are in life other than just, you know, being depressed or like feeling some type of way or, about something or having anxiety, like the overall quality of living. Yeah. That's what I've been trying to focus on because that really helps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say, um, like you said, you call yourself dumb. I'm super hard on myself. And something that I do is I replay a lot of the things that people have said to me. And that just makes me not want to do anything. So when I first got into the field of counseling, I remember somebody told me, you're too young to be a counselor. Like, I'd rather go to a 35-year-old counselor people than like a 20. 20- like, what is, why would you say that? Yeah. Now I'm going to keep thinking about that. I thought about that shit for like three years that literally kept me back for like three Mm -hmm. years and so it made me dim like it made me dim my light Mm -hmm. so like all of this all these lights and camera it's hard it's hard to be in the light because it's just like do people really care what I have to say yeah like do I actually have something to say and so really um this chapter of my life I would definitely call coming out of fear Mm -hmm. like I've and think like everything that I've done up until this point has been operating in fear. And so I'm just now to the point where I'm just like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's time to shine and to not, um, and being okay with shine. I'm really trying. It's super, super, super hard Mm -hmm. to, not water yourself down to make other people comfortable. I feel like I've done that for a really, really, really Same. long time. Or just been in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy. It's easy to be in the background. But I believe that there, God has a higher purpose for me and it's not in the background. Mm-hmm. And so, being in the light, um, all of this yeah, stuff right here. Yeah, putting yourself out there. Yeah. It's like, I think I learned when I moved, um, when I had moved to Atlanta, because that was my first out-of-state move. It was like, and I had did it without a job. Mm. And I'm glad I did that. Um, but I was in this super uncomfortable stage. And the thing is, I couldn't do anything about it. And I had so much resistance mm. that it just made it worse because I couldn't get comfortable. I just, I, I didn't like that I didn't know what was going on in my life. It was life. paralyzing. Yes, it was just like I felt stuck yeah. for a little while. So it's good that you, you know, that you're, that you're doing the things to, to stop dimming your light because like you're saying, like you you need to be in the forefront, and I yeah. see it. Yeah. I see it. I'll say, I'm pretty sure you was gonna ask. We was gonna Ooh. get there eventually. Mm-hmm. Okay. But. I will say that Sierra has definitely helped in that one of the last things that um, one of the last conversations me and Sierra had was on the phone and that was the last conversation I was leaving work and we both were always busy and so she had just came from out of town and I was like I need to hear about your trip girl <laughs> and um but I was like, I got a meeting at four o'clock, so it can't be that long. Just give me the like the gist the of it. And she was so happy, and I was like, Well, put it on your calendar. May twenty first is gonna be the feel good festival. I love you. I'm proud of you. And we that was the last phone conversation we had. But the day after that, I was featured in a blog, and um, she commented on it. And the last thing she said to me was, I'm happy that people get to see what a light you are. Keep going. And that's so cool to me, and it sticks with me every day. It's because like. She has been seeing that light. Like, I've done a lot, but I haven't really publicized everything that I've done because I've been living in fear. Yeah. And so thinking about her saying that, it was just like, I'm glad that people get to see what a light you are. So now it has actually encouraged me to come out into the light and just continue to be a light and not be afraid to be a light. You would think that, well, some people do it for different reasons, mm-hmm. um, try to create a platform for different reasons, but... 
Um, I just wanted to be intentional. I didn't, I needed to get to a place before I came into anybody's life where I wasn't seeking validation, where I didn't care about the likes that I'm going to say what I got to say, regardless of it, this get two likes, two likes or 2000 likes, whether people think I'm cool, whether people don't think I'm cool. I needed to do this. I needed to get to a place where I was comfortable within my own self yeah. before I came into any light. And it's still hard, but I will say these past couple of years have been coming out of fear and I feel like I just came out of identity crisis too trying to figure out who the heck I am like yeah. just graduating college and then trying to get a job it's just like you feel yeah. lost and stuff yeah. sometimes and people try to put you in a box and so I realized that I'm not a box person like boxes kind of irritate me and Same. so <laughs> I just was saying this to somebody last week yeah. yeah and so realizing that yeah I work in mental health and I've done a lot of counseling but I'm a creative I like to do things that are creative hence the feel good festival yeah. or just hence a lot of the other different things that I plan to do that are just finding creative ways to raise awareness yeah what I always say mental health matters like yeah like saying it in, yeah in yeah. a different because mm-hmm. there's many different ways now you get but I am yeah you see in the vision I'm glad that you yes I'm seeing the vision and I realize that that comes also when you get more in tune with yourself Mm. because not so long ago somebody was telling me like you're super creative and you just you don't see it I don't think you you look at yourself the way that I do I'm like no I don't like what do you mean yeah oops excuse me because I think I've I think I've come into self maybe within this past year and a half, like really identifying with who I am. Mm -hmm. And it's been weird in a way, too, because I realized that I have creative ways. But like, what does that look like to me? Mm -hmm. Because I think I try to I don't want to be in the box, but I think I used to think of it that I had to identify as this. Yeah, I had to feel like I had to be a part of that to feel like I belong. But it's like, why? Yeah, that's why even with. I just posting up there now, but <laughs> on my hair page and shit like that, like I'm not doing the stuff that I know can get the likes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not doing that. I stopped doing that little fake. Hey, like I stopped doing the things that I knew weren't me just mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm fitting in and I'm conforming by doing those things. Yeah. And that's okay. If it's going to take people longer to gravitate towards me because the right people be finding me and it just takes longer. But that all came from me being impatient for one Mm. and also just for two just not owning like who I know that I am and it's Mm. really okay if there are people that don't identify with that you know that you're in a good space like like I said mental health isn't just like when people think mental health the first thing they come to their mind is probably crazy you're thinking of like medicine you're thinking about anxiety you're thinking about depression and PTSD and all these other things but to me mental health is like being your most authentic self yeah that's what it is it's so much power in doing that yeah because so many people suppress these we suppress so much about ourselves and we suppress who we really are and we hide parts of ourselves and that affects our total well-being, our total quality of life. If you aren't being all the things that you genuinely want to be, you're not living a happy life. And yeah. so one thing that you cannot escape is your mind. You, you cannot can. escape. At the end of the night, you can go to bed <laughs> yeah, and you gonna, know it's going to be there. That's all. Yes, it's going to always mm-hmm. be there. You can't escape it. You can't escape sadness. You can drink as much as you want. You can sleep as much as you want. That's my favorite. Oh, you can. <laughs> Alright, so we about to go to sleep. I'm, about to go, yeah, yeah. I'm going sleep. I'm doing this shit in the morning. Yes, yes. Sleep is my unhealthy coping mechanism for yes, sure. Yes, for sure. But when you wake up, 
Still it's there. right there. Yeah, it's nothing you can do mm-hmm. that can genuinely um, escape what you're going through. And so yeah. just go ahead and deal with it. Go ahead, go to therapy, write about it, talk about it, do what, what you, you need, need to, to do. do. Yeah, just do what you need to do. And that's why I'm really big on telling people in general, it, it can be the most simplest things. I just hope like what you like yeah do what works for you Mm -hmm. one of my friends she was asking me last week about or the week prior to about something just that she wanted to buy Mm -hmm. and she was asking me my opinion about it and she was like really she was like sometimes I think I'd be doing too much and I was like why you feel like that Mm -hmm. and she was like I don't know I'm like because what you want costs money like if you genuinely I think we put this cap on, even if it's a materialistic thing, but I'm talking about in general too, but this was happened to be materialistic. I'm like, it don't matter what the price is. Like, if it's something you've thought about and you want it, and you're, why are you worried about how other people are going to perceive it? That's mm-hmm. some shit that you like. Mm-hmm. Buy it, wear it, do whatever, do you. Mm-hmm. And I'm so big on telling people that. Like, stop, stop seeking that validation, because I used to be that girl. Mm-hmm. Um... And in general, like, I don't care what people think of me, what people mm-hmm. got to say about me, because at the end of the day, I'm going to be me. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I, I have that. to live with me. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you saying that little slick comment or whatever. Okay, so how did that make you feel? What did that do for you? Great. You got that out. Good for you. Yeah, uh, no. I needed you to say that. Like, yeah. dead serious. I needed you. And when you said that, like, your friend asked, am I doing too much? That's the thought that goes in my head a lot. Mm-hmm. Am I doing too much? Like, does something really need to be said? Should I speak on this? Like, or I am just a very energetic person mm-hmm. in general. And you're just and, being you. Yeah. And so sometimes, like, I'll be somewhere and a song will come on and I'll just want to do the worm. I'm just like, am I just doing too much? But no. If I want to do the worm, if I want to embrace my inner young barbecue I'm gonna do that that's not doing the most that's being me mm-hmm. and I can only be me and so I'm trying to be more comfortable with just being myself yeah and so you saying that just yeah. kind of like validated just be yeah. yourself just and be if, yourself and if people go and rock with it they gonna rock with it and if they not it's simply it's really okay and I remember some months back it was something here local it was an event it was I would say it was kind of like intimate um, and I was there with my friend and I was telling her that I just felt weird because I'm not trying to like be ugh, like to my own heart. I thought that I'm not mm-hmm. trying to do that. I just felt like when I came in, like people were like looking at me and da da And then I remember a while back, somebody had told me, I don't think you realize that more people like you than what you think. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I've never, I hadn't thought about myself like that. You don't look at yourself in that light. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just like, I'm just, you know, I'm just being mean, just, you know, whatever. But I'm like, damn. And then it's just like, even some of the people that had came up and talked to me or whatever, somebody there, they told me they listened to a podcast, a dude, actually. I asked him, I said, are you lying? <laughs> I only asked because I never really expect dudes to listen. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a male, I have a great male audience, actually. But it was just interesting the the people would just gravitate towards you just based off of your energy that they that they just like. I'm confused every time somebody reply to my story or comment under a picture. I'd be like, like, oh my God. I'd be like, that was so beautiful. I was like, dang, I just was typing. Like, that was like, me? Yeah. yeah like, like, that's... That, I think one, it keeps you humble mm-hmm. when you don't look at yourself in that light. But also, as we talked about, like, coming into the light recognizing that you have something to give this world and you have a voice mm-hmm. and so using that voice and yeah so that's yeah. what's up yeah man so 
when you're, I would say, maybe going through a really difficult time, what helps you cope? Mm. <coughs> when I'm going through a difficult time, the first thing I always want to do <coughs> is go in nature. I love nature. That I has love, been my jam. Yes, mm-hmm. I love going on walks. Like it's just something, my my Angela. It's just something about the trees that make <laughs> all your problems feel so small. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, no, but really, yeah, like, yeah, it really does. It's just I feel away. I am. My life is very like busy, like all the time, and it's a lot of people that reach out to me and need something, and I don't mind it because like this is the life I live. But whenever I'm going through something, I know that I need to detach. Like I just need space. I need to fill my cup back up. I need to spend some time with God. I need to check back in with myself. Mm-hmm. Like, when the last time you checked on yourself, Drew? Like, have you, like, had like, time? Are you good? Yeah, are, you, mm-hmm. are you actually good? Yeah. And I'll never lie. Somebody can ask me, how you doing? I'd be like, it's been a rough day. I just don't believe in lying about how I'm feeling. I've recently give, stopped doing that. Yeah, I'm not going to give you the whole spill because really nobody wants to hear the whole thing. <laughs> but my therapist. But, like, I'm going to be honest with you. If I'm not having the best day, I'm be like, it's a rough one. Yeah. But normally I try to go in nature, try to go on a walk, writing. Which is crazy, journaling. Um, I love journaling, but I recently realized last year that I'm in a good space when I'm journaling consistently. And when I'm not journaling consistently, I'm running away from something. Because journaling forces me to deal with whatever it is that's Mm -hmm. going on in my life. And we don't like to deal with things all the time. So when I'm not journaling, it's just like I'm running away from something. Um, Music. Definitely. I'll just get lost in music. Music is probably one of my favorite forms of self-care is finding new music. I'll play the same song over like multiple times. Oh my gosh, I love looping me a song, okay? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've been doing that a lot recently. Um, What else? Being around friends. I'll definitely say like that's what I do in therapy. Going to therapy is a good one. But yeah, I would definitely say like checking back in with myself mm-hmm. to be like okay how do we get here yeah how do we get here and yeah. what is our cup are we like past e like or like do we got a little bit of fuel mm-hmm. because i like to check my capacity i like to check all right how much do i have to give yeah and am i in a space where i don't need to give nothing yeah. and that means not answering certain phone calls mm-hmm. if certain conversations want to be had I'll be like capacity like I can't give you nothing right now like I'm trying to be something to myself mm-hmm. and so um, those are some yeah. things that I do okay. what you do <laughs> I was about to tell you. Yeah. So me, yeah, I just discovered like maybe like a year and a half ago that I do like being outside. Um, in Georgia, there was like a lot of trails and stuff like that. So I used to do that like super often. I think that really just, I don't know, it just unlocked something for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I really love, yeah, love me a walk. I love, I literally just went to the beach yesterday. I, I really focus on grounding myself. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I put my toes in the sand. But yeah. no, taking, when I'm in nature, taking those moments of silence. Yeah. Um, I was just talking to my friend, like, last week. We were just outside and, like, she was telling me about a documentary that she watched and yada, yada. But she was basically talking about the languages of birds. Okay. Um, Ooh. Yeah, and like I was talking about how I was annoyed by the birds just because they were so close to me. I was like, oh my gosh, y'all are loud. Mm-hmm. But she was like, she was telling me about the doc and like basically just basically saying like how other creatures they're communicating just like we're communicating now. That's just the way that they communicate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang. So in general now, like even since she said that and before that, like I 
there's always there's beauty in everything. everything. We live in this chaotic ass world. Everything. But I try to take those moments to take those moments, just take those moments of silence and like tap in with the universe essentially. Mm. Like listen to my surroundings, look up at the sky. If I see the moon, I say thank you. Mm. Like if I'm at the beach and I'm looking at the water, like I say thank you. I see the sunset, I say thank you because there's so many things to be grateful for and it took me a while to figure that out. Preach, preach up. But I'm so I'm so tapped in with that. If I yeah. catch myself getting the attitude, all right, Brandon, let's go outside. Like mm. what's going on? Let's mm. let's go for a walk or let's take a moment. I got my incense that I'll that I'll burn. I try to burn one like every morning and every night, one before before bed and one when like I'm at work in the beginning of my day with my coffee mm-hmm. so it's like a routine yeah like trying okay. to set up those certain routines that make me come back to self mm. I try to really take the being those, present yes I try to really be present and tell my and out talk myself into whatever I'm about to get my attitude into yeah like I check myself and yeah. I let myself know that it's really it's okay to feel how I feel but it's like okay so where do we go from here like and I don't always have to have it figured out yeah but just being having those mindful moments really helped me out um I I try to meditate I don't it's not as consistent at all as I would like it to be but I told myself that that's really okay mm-hmm. grace um Give yes some grace. yes so either I'll do me a short quick meditation a few times throughout the week or I'll take the time I really feel like I need some oh I need some soul cleansing mm. I've I've made it to 20 minutes a few times and that's that's major for me yeah that's a yeah. long time that's a very long time. that's a very long time but I've been able to tap into myself a different way when I do that but I don't do it OD often because it just it's not ideal for me mm. but when I do that it feels like I'm like cleansed for yeah. a little bit so like meditating journaling I realize I like to do it when I feel like I need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like to do it like every day or like maybe not even every single week. When I really feel like I got something pent up in me and all those other scenarios not working for me, I'm like, all right, now, girl, let's let's write it down. Yeah. Let's write it down. Everybody had a thing, though. You gotta yeah. Know yeah I have thing. to figure out my thing and yeah. the things that work for me. So that I do things to please my inner child. That's been very important for me. So mm-hmm. like even like while I'm at my mom's house, walking around the neighborhood, that just brings back childhood memories for me. Even going down towards corner. I used to be down there all the time riding the bus or walking to to the crib okay. from down there. Like those different things, just bringing back those things where, you know, tapping into childhood because a lot of times, a lot of shit didn't matter then you get into mm-hmm. it. Like yeah. when life was easy. So yeah. I like to tap into those moments, being watching shows that I'm super familiar with that bring me back. I'm rewatching Degrassi for like the third time, <laughs> like just as some background music yeah. while I'm doing stuff on TV. But like, it just, it's the nostalgia for me. Like I love that. So I just, yeah, that those things, um, calm me down and it's just tapping into content. Like I love an audiobook. Mm. I love I, I it's hard for me to concentrate reading but I yeah. love it's you know you got uh, you have to focus. zero down and, and yeah. that's hard for me but I love yeah. an audiobook because that's why I like podcasts I have podcasts as well um because it just I can multitask while I'm listening to yeah. those things but also retain the information I love me a good audiobook yeah I want to <laughs> um, tap more into audiobooks but you just made me think about it something that I've been working on for the past year um having like ADHD like your mind is just like <laughs> It's just always going, and I have so many ideas and so many thoughts and a lot. And so, me and my therapist have been working on being present. I have to remind myself a lot, like even like right now, like before the feel good fest even happened, I'm already thinking about next year's feel good fest. I'm like, no, chill, chill, chill. chill. Like we gonna be be present now. Yeah, we gonna be right now. And so enjoy that. yeah, Yeah. So I've been trying to work on just being present. And so when I am taking a walk, like practicing gratitude yeah. like just finding it's something important. to be thankful for I think that is one of 
Somebody asked me in an interview I did, what is a mental health practice that you do every day? And I said, waking up every morning with the idea that something good can happen. Yeah. Like, just being grateful. Just there's a lot to be grateful for. It's a lot of bad going on in the world, but there's so, so much, much to be good, grateful for. And it's so much good, and too. And then, too, tell people you're grateful for them, too. Yeah. Like, people need to hear that. And so telling my friends I'm grateful for them, like, just telling people, I need to you be know, better at that. But, yeah, mm-hmm. we all working on something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all working on something. <laughs> We are all working on it, but yeah, gratitude for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So I know you touched on the Sierra Project a yes. little earlier. I want you to tell me a little bit more about it, the people. Yeah. So okay, how did we get here? So um, a lot of people don't know is um, Sierra was a journalist, and I would help her with her homework all the time, writing and stuff like that, like all the time. I swear, I had a degree in journalism too. And so we would be on the phone, and we just both like words. We are we both like stories. That's mm-hmm. what we like, stories mm-hmm. and words and writing and reading and stuff like that. And so I would be helping her write, and she will be helping me write. And one day we told each other, we, we were just playfully saying it, and we was like, when we get old, whoever go first got to speak at the other person's funeral. Yeah. And so when her funeral came, I was like, I really got to say something. And so... Um, not only did I know I needed to say something, but I needed to do something. And so I was just thinking, I was like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? I wanted people to have a piece of Sierra when they left. And so like five years ago, Sierra came up with a website called The Moodist. And it was a compilation of all of her poems. And she got this logo made. And so um, I remember I surprised her. And um, when she sent me the logo, I got her a hoodie made with the logo on it. And I sent it to her. And she didn't keep the website for that long. She didn't feel like doing poetry no more. Like, school was on. Uh-huh. And so I was like, I got to find that logo. And so I went and I found the logo. And um, I just wrote, Sierra was here. And so I was like, I'm going to stick these. I'm going to make it into stickers. And I'm going to stick them everywhere. And I'm going to see how far these stickers can go. And so... Um, but for like a couple of days before the funeral, I ordered like a thousand stickers. And after I gave my tribute at the funeral, um, I gave out the stickers. And I didn't expect them. Yeah, show them stickers. Period. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't expect what happened to happen. Like, I just, I thought a thousand stickers was a lot. Those got ran through very fast. And so it was something that people wanted to become a part of. People that didn't even know her was like, I want to take Sierra with me wherever I go. Like, it was just like a challenge. It was just like, I'm traveling. I want to take this sticker. I want to put it over here. And within like a week of the stickers being out, she made it to Jamaica. She made it to Hawaii. She made it to New York. It was, it is the dopest thing to see her legacy still living on and to see that people are still carrying her with them. Um, And so that's how I came up with that. And so it has turned into something completely like that I could have never imagined. At the bottom of it is her signature. And Mm. so when I graduated, um, she wrote me a note in my graduation book. And that's where I got the signature from. I put the signature on the bottom of that. And so, yeah, it is definitely, I feel like one of the coolest things that I have ever done um, is come up with this to like celebrate her life I just knew that I want to spend my life if I had to name what a purpose was for me I feel like my purpose 
is to celebrate Sierra for the rest of my life and to keep telling Sierra's story and to talk about Sierra all the time because Sierra was just that special of a person. And so this is my way of honoring her and I plan to spend the rest of my life honoring her. And so this was like the least, <laughs> not a tear. I know. This was the least of the least that I could do for her. That's my dog and so she deserves she deserves it. And so there will never be a platform, an interview, or nothing that I do where I won't bring Sierra up. And so, yeah, that's my girl. <laughs> I know. I love that because I think it's genuinely when I had first saw it, when I had followed the page. Because yeah. um, I think around the time you launched, launched I, had, uh, I had deactivated my Instagram child. The Enjoy or Sierra Project? The Sierra Project. Okay. And I had came back and I was just like, what's this page? And I just thought... It was the, I thought it was the coolest thing that people were just <laughs> everywhere, like putting her on pose and, and stuff like that. Because anybody that we weren't close or anything like that, I know you guys were, mm -hmm. um, but anybody that has ever had any interaction with Sierra, been around Sierra, talked to Sierra, literally the sweetest person yeah. ever. And yeah. if anybody deserves that, it's like to be represented in this way. It's her. Yeah, man. It's the least. And our friendship was a friendship. It was. I valued that friend. It, 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 is, it is a friendship that I value. I was very raggedy before I met Sierra. <laughs> Sierra is why I'm so passionate. She taught uh -huh. me how to fight for what I believe in. She taught me so, 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 so much. And so the whole friendship, I felt like, was just me showing my appreciation for her. My appreciation for putting me in my place. My appreciation for teaching me how not to be afraid, how to chase my dreams. I would have never been doing half of the things I'm doing if it wasn't for Sierra. And so I remember like for her graduation, I got a compilation of videos from people that she loved put together telling her congratulations, or I would just randomly like send her stuff just to say thank you. Like my, I want my life to just be a big thank you for like Sierra. So it's cool. I enjoy watching it. I enjoy seeing people take her places and being excited. People be like, people text me and be like, I forgot my stickers. I'm so mad. I was like, it's okay, you'll travel again. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to see what all it does. does it's still yeah. fairly new too. So yeah. We don't even have a website yet. Like, yeah. People, I told myself I was going to turn into a sticker if one more person <laughs> asked me for a sticker. But now it's just like, we've ordered. It's probably... Her, of her funeral, I got a thousand. We've ordered probably over thirty thousand stickers now, and there's going to be bookmarks, and there's going to be so mugs. amazing. And yeah, it's going to be oh, a lot more coming soon. Yeah, I'm excited for the mugs. Yeah, the mugs are probably my most like favorite part. But it's cool. Um, it's cool. Friendship doesn't end when someone passes away. Like that is still my best friend for life, and so I'm going to continue to tell a story about Sierra. I think that's the that's amazing. Story. Yeah, that's my girl. That's my girl. <laughs> I'm not going to cry again. <laughs> I, you got it. No, I, I think I just love how passionate you are. And I can tell the things that you are passionate about, just the way that you talk about it. Like the, the love that you have for her that you were just talking about, it radiates and you mm. talking about it. That's like, dope. That's dope. I'm passionate about people. Yeah. I love people. And Sierra was a special people. Yeah. And so um, 
anything that I can do or any chance that I get to talk about Sierra, I'm gonna go off. I consider myself her personal, like Kurt Franklin. Like Kurt Franklin is like the most hype person in the world. Yeah. So do I'm you want a revolution? Do you want a revolution? <laughs> I'm gonna keep hyping her up every single time. Every article she ever wrote, like anything that she's ever done, I've always just been there hyping her up. And so I plan to continue to like keep doing that. And I feel like there's no greater honor. Like I'm not the biggest fan of titles. Like that's yeah. why I had such a hard time like introducing myself like counselor like the best yeah. title I feel like I have is friend is being a friend to somebody is the dopest 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 thing in the world and so I value my friendships very much and so that was the least the least that I could do for Sierra <sighs> that's so beautiful it is it is so next yes. do you have a pivotal moment that you feel like aided in your growth Mm. in your life do you mm. feel like I feel like I've had a few I'll definitely say Sierra passing has been one of the most it forced me to come out of the darkness like mm-hmm. I was gonna drop enjoy in March anyway well I don't know I probably would have kept procrastinating but there was something that was like you have to do this now like Sierra said keep going so you gotta keep going me and Sierra will talk about enjoy so I feel like she has ignited a fire inside of me that has made me kind of turn my savage up and not be afraid. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say, like I keep saying, I feel like I'm just now coming out of fear. And so, um, Sierra has given me a different gangster now. Like okay. she's given me a gangster to not live in fear anymore yeah. to just chase those dreams and do it passionately. And so I will say that would be one. Hmm. When I graduated, I quit my job like three days before I graduated college. I just needed a break. I didn't have no money saved up or nothing, Mm -hmm. but I will say I wanted to detach from every title that I had. I didn't want to be labeled by titles anymore. And so I feel like that came, that was an undoing of like an identity crisis because I had to figure out who I was outside of a crisis counselor, outside of a mentor, outside, outside the of titles. everything. Yeah. Like, who are you? Like, like just you, yourself. Yeah, like mm-hmm. outside of all the nice things people say, people say some of the nicest things. I even cut my comments off on Instagram one time because I didn't want to, I didn't want to hear what people had to say. I needed to become content within myself before I fed off the compliments of other people. And so I will say quitting my job right before I graduated to just find myself outside yeah. of titles and labels was a pivotal point. Um, and yeah, as of now, I will say those have been like two of the most pivotal points of my life. Okay, nice. Nice. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I definitely have a few. And I know I, probably, I think I've talked about them up here before, but I think a major one for me was like when I was in the middle of figuring out, okay, what am I doing with my life next, like career-wise, similar mm-hmm. to the title thing. Um, and before I quit, my, uh, my job that I had for six and a half years, you know, no, actually prior to that, when I started my master's, um, I had, yeah, I had my master's in HR management and analytics, baby. Girl, yes! That I got last May, okay? Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, so when I had decided to do that, because I went to American University online, um, when I started that, before that, I always told myself, I'm never going back to school. Like, I'm never going back to school. And somebody that was close to me, like, they told me, why aren't you doing more? 
and that sticks with me mm. because why am I not doing more? I felt like, I think I was at a point where I was like, I didn't know what to do next. I didn't know where to go next. I didn't know what that looked like for me, but I knew I had to take some step, but I didn't know what that step was. And then once they said that to me, I just, that's where, when I decided to look into going to school and figuring out what I really liked. And ultimately that's the push I needed mm. because I quit, when I quit my job, I quit in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and move, and I had a little money in my savings, but I, I, I'm grateful that I did that because I needed that. I needed, I needed to hear those words. I needed to do that so I could do that, so I could figure out what was next for me in my career. Words hold weight. They do. I always remember it. Words hold weight, and I think my last conversation with Sierra and her saying "keep going" that has been literally what's been keeping me going because there is nothing more that most days I want to do than stay in the bed. It is and just, hard. It's hard to get it up sometimes. It is hard. Like, it is super hard, um, especially when you have to fight. And so in an instance like this that's sudden and it's um, when you're trying to seek justice and you have to fight, you don't have time to grieve because it's just mm-hmm. like, we need Life, answers. Yeah. yeah, we need answers. And my girl deserved justice and she, and she going to get justice. Mm-hmm. But it's just like you there hasn't there wasn't much space for me to be sad because I was advocating for her and doing mm-hmm. things. A lot of so, moving pieces. Yeah, yeah. It was just so much. But every day, and I love to be honest, every day is a struggle. It is hard every single day doing this without her. And yeah. so words hold weight and I just keep thinking she said, keep going. So you just got to keep, you just got to keep doing it and and believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Patient with myself and giving myself grace, understanding you are also grieving. And so sometimes you're going to be super sad and it hits in different ways. There's not a minute. I can honestly sit here and say, I'm a really dramatic person, but I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. (laughs) There is not a hour that goes by that I don't think about Sierra. And so that motivates me but at the same time it makes me sad it just does a lot of different yeah like a lot of yeah yeah Yeah. it brings out a lot of different emotions like it has ignited a passion inside of me but her not being here also it feels like my passion died a little bit too so it just like a piece of it yeah Yeah. so like i didn't feel as passionate about a lot of things anymore because i just wanted to be in bed and sleep yeah thinking about yeah so just being self-aware. You yeah, have to be, be self-aware. self-aware. And yeah. that's that's what I really learned this year. Because um, another pivotal moment for me, I felt like, was last year where, I mean, essentially I was depressed, but I think this was my first, that was my first go-round. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think, like, or I wasn't paying attention to certain things, but I don't know. Like, I just went to this, just, just this dark place. And like I was saying earlier, like, I knew I had did something that it was just fucked up and I was just like, I can't do that again. But then I just went down that whirlwind of telling myself, all right, so I'm going to deal with this one uncomfortable thing about me and then I'm going to deal with 